If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. In this episode of The Transition, I'm joined by Navy veteran, Bunker Labs ambassador, and fintech guru, Mr. Todd Youngblood. Todd is an ambassador in Denver, Colorado. And as many of you know, our ambassadors represent the lifeblood of the bunker, as they're the ones in the streets, connecting with entrepreneurs, and developing their local ecosystems. I invited Todd on the show to not only talk about the work he's doing in Denver, but also his 20-year background in fintech and how entrepreneurs can successfully integrate fintech into your businesses. Before you hear from Todd and I, make sure to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, feel free to shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Todd, welcome back to the bunker. You can't say welcome to the bunker for an ambassador, but uh, it's your first time on the podcast, man. I'm so happy to have you here today. Man, I, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. I'm really excited about being here and uh, and uh, chatting with you, man. This is exciting stuff. I feel like you were one of the people to, that was super supportive of the podcast early on. I know me and you were messaging back in the Slack channel uh, for the veterans and residents. We finally got to see each other um, at the Ambassador Fly-In. And, uh, man, it's great to finally um, get some time on the show. It's been crazy since launching, y'all. When I first started the podcast, obviously it takes some time to build momentum. But now there's so many um, people that want to get scheduled. There's so many reaching outs, reach outs that are happening and just uh, trying to make it all work. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we definitely want to do on all these platforms is highlight the amazing work of our ambassadors because without you all uh, none of what we do um, is possible you're the ones in the trenches you get to see the entrepreneurs Denver has a great entrepreneurial ecosystem um, and I know that uh, you know your work is appreciated well thank you it's a uh, you know it's humbling to be a part of all this and be able to support our veteran entrepreneurs you know your your busyness is just due to your successful program man you're putting on a great show Great podcast. You're bringing in some really uh, brilliant people. They're sharing their brilliance with everybody. And I think I think everybody's starting to look forward to each new episode uh, to, to figure out what's next, what else they can know. Absolutely. So one of the first things I'd love you to do, Todd, just go ahead and introduce yourself to our, our listeners, and then you and I are going to take off our armor. All right. That sounds good. So my name is Todd Youngblood. I'm a U.S. Navy veteran. Uh, I've been the uh, Bunker Labs ambassador here in Denver, Colorado for about six months now. Uh, been volunteering in the veterans community up here in Denver for the last five or six years uh, just to be a part of the community and, and give back to my uh, fellow veterans. Uh, I work professionally in the financial services industry. I'm a, a payments guru. I uh, know all things about payments, uh, both uh, uh, inbound accounts receivable and accounts payable. 
So I have a lot of insight for uh, to share with businesses uh, in that regard. Uh, I uh, have, have a family here in Denver, have three kids and a wife and a dog. Uh, we love you know going out in the mountains and hanging out. Uh, just got done skiing up in Breckenridge last weekend, so it was a really good weekend to be in Colorado. Where are you from originally? So I grew up in Southwest, Southwest Colorado originally, a uh, small town called Norwood, a uh, bigger ski resort named Telluride was just right down the street. So I've uh, been living in the mountains all my life and just growing up in Colorado my whole life, except for my, my stint in the military, which uh, took me to the seas. It's, it's hard to be in the Navy in Colorado for sure. Yeah, man. Colorado is beautiful, though. We've had a couple events out there now um, with the bunker, and uh, it's just a great place, man. It's awesome seeing, you know, entrepreneurs spread out all over the country, really all over the world within the Bunker Lab ecosystem. Yeah, the, you know, the Bunker Lab ecosystem is definitely a global ecosystem these days. You know, a lot of guys come through the program and they continue on with their journey and move all over the world. Uh, it's also just neat to see how it's impacted the local Denver community. Uh, Denver is one of the original OG communities for Bunker Labs that they started the VIR up in. And, you know, we got six, seven years of, of guys and gals that have gone through the program now. And to look back and see uh, the continued success a lot of them have had. Uh, maybe they've started a business and, you know, the business they conceptualized in the VIR didn't work out for them. But, you know, they were on to the next thing. You know, they, they got the tool set that they needed through Bunker Labs to be able to evaluate what they were doing, figure out if it was a good idea or a bad idea, make those adjustments and move on with their lives and figure out some some way to be a part of something else or, or start their own uh, different venture uh, to lead them to long-term success as an entrepreneur. So now, you know, it's one of my favorite parts of the show, and people actually really enjoy this part of the show where we take off our armor. So as an ambassador, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a father – you know, what's something you're struggling with now, uh, personally or professionally? You know, the thing I struggle with a lot is uh, just just trying to make it all happen. You know, it's it's a uh, you know it's a constant struggle as a, a father to put enough time into uh, work and you know the business trying trying to trying to make make money make a living to stay in Denver. It's not the most affordable place in the world to live. Um, you know, having enough time to spend with my kids and and give them enough attention and be involved with them after a, a, a long day's work. Um, you know, maintain a good relationship with my my spouse. Uh, you know, it's, you know, with a couple of kids in the house, it's not always a lot of time for us at the end of the day. And, you know, I, I think it's just kind of a, a struggle with time. I, I want to be that guy who gives back to my community. I want to be the guy who, you know, helps others. Uh, I've been so fortunate in my journey and have had so many people help me along my way. And I, I want to continue to give back uh, to others and give them that hand up that I got. Uh, but that, that's what I struggle with a lot is just trying to find, you know, all the time to do all the important things because there just seems to be so many important, you know, things to pay attention to in my life these days. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I'm going to go back and reread uh, Peter Drucker's Effective Executive. And I'm really focused on, you know, what is that 20% that drives 80% of the results? Um, prioritizing those things, yeah. uh, both in personal life and professional life. Because it is hard when you're an entrepreneur, you got to take care of your well-being. I don't have a, a family yet, but, you know, when I do, got to take care of their well-being and stuff too. 
But this is something that all of us are struggling with. This is a universal struggle. So just know that you are not going at it alone. And I appreciate you sharing and being vulnerable for our audience. And I'm going to go ahead and take off my armor as well. And picking back up on, on that theme, Todd, last week was very challenging for me mentally because I had the Bunker Labs quarterlies coming up. And this is where we come together, um, all the contractors, all the Bunker Labs staff, to really um, plan the quarter out, set the priorities so how we're going to support and grow the veteran, entrepreneur, and military spouse ecosystem. So I had that happening the same week as I had to launch the crowdfund for uh, my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur. And the same week I had to go to my own quarterly planning with my coaching group, The Lion's Pride. So it was just a bunch of stuff in the same week. And oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend and I got to pack and get ready to go and run my businesses, et cetera. So it was like that headache. You know, you got that like yeah. migraine. And then the other thing was, yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing I had to do was uh, uh, I had to finish all the stuff that was necessary for the, the crowdfund, you know? So, like, literally at the quarterlies in Nashville, the crowdfund is getting launched at Thursday morning, right? Wednesday night, I am like up working until like 11.55 to get this thing ready to go for launch. And I had to get approval yeah. from my developmental editor to give me the thumb up that it was good to launch. But it was overwhelming. And at a point, I thought about Todd, like, throwing in the towel and saying, screw this. I'm just going to push it on, you know, just just raise my hand in the air, say I couldn't get it done. But consciously, I was thinking about that feeling when you sign up for things and, you you know, you, you say you're going to do something and then you quit. And then you just feel this yeah. guilty, like, this is another goal that I didn't accomplish. And I didn't want that lingering feeling. So I also had this reservation about hitting publish because I was like, how's this thing going to be received? How are people going to think about it? What if they don't like it? Whatever. So long story short, I pushed and we ended up raising like $6,500 within the first 24 hours. And that's the bare minimum you need to cover the book launch. And at this point, we're at like over $10,000. So it's a struggle, man. I don't want people to see, oh, it looks like Mike is winning all the time. We see you killing it. Make no mistake, man. I'm grinding it just like you all. Um, but one thing I am practicing a lot more is just the self-awareness, you know, and recognizing how I'm feeling about things and just understanding that this comes with the territory. And my business coach says it's the cost of doing business. You know, it's interesting. It's, you know, I've sat in a lot of men's circles, sat in a lot of circles with veterans working on our stuff. And, you know, it's, it's such a common theme, you know our struggle to hold or, you know, continue to hold ourselves in accountability, you know, to, to make sure we, we do the things we say we're going to do and, you know, how we deal with ourselves if we aren't in account accountability and if we are. And then the second thing about how scary it is. I mean, I mean, you're a boxer, you're a Marine, you're all these things and, you know, you shouldn't be scared of anything, but this, you know, we all have our fears, you know, you know, what if you push that button and nobody likes you? What if you would have gotten six dollars instead of sixty five hundred? I mean, it's it's they're all fears that we all realize. And it's it was always really powerful to me to hear other men like you and others that I sat with just say, you know what? I'm scared of that, too, because on the surface, a lot of times we we don't show that unless we take off our armor. You would never know. You would never know that we were afraid of anything. You know, we, we all try to put on that uh, armor to make sure that people realize we, we're not scared of a thing, but we, we all have a lot of common fears and it, it drives a lot of us. 
Yeah, and even though I host shows and, like, I put a lot of content out there and I've been successful and a lot of stuff I've done lately, there's still that hesitancy of, man, how will this perceive? Will this work? Because you're right. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I hit publish and nobody buys, you know, and now I'm on the hook for $9,500 myself to cover the publication cost of this book. But uh, I would have never imagined the reception it received on the pre-order. But I think it really is going to tie into what we're going to talk about, you know, on today's show about the power of, of giving back. Um, and uh, before we get into that, though, I want to acknowledge what even brought us here today. You know, me and Todd just being able to fellowship one another. And that's Bunker Labs, a national network of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to helping the military connected community start and grow their own businesses. Todd, how impactful is it for you to have an organization like Bunker Labs, not only to support your own entrepreneurial endeavors, but also be a vehicle and a platform for you to support the community that you come from? These vehicles are so important to individuals starting up. There, there's so many wrong turns uh, people can make when they start their own business. And a lot of times it's about having a good network, a reliable network around you that can help continue to encourage you through the uh, down moments, help you with the critical connections you need to start a business, whether that's finding the right attorney or finding the right funding for your company. You know, just having that network of support and, and realizing that you're not going through this journey alone, uh, like we just talked about, not have, I mean, not feeling weird that you're having these fears or your, these struggles, you know, that they're just struggles and fears that everybody goes through as they start their business, as they start their journey as an entrepreneur. I think it's critical to have these pieces in place so that veterans, especially veterans and military spouses that go through the Bunker Lab program, have a, a high probability of success in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll tell you this too. We do a lot of great stuff at Bunker Labs, right? We got programs that take people from idea to invoice. We've got veterans and residents, the Breaking Bears and Workshop Series, Breaking Bears Entrepreneurship Workshop Series. We got CEO Circle. But I think the common thread amongst all these programs is the feeling that you're not going at it alone. Like, I really think that's the, the strong value add for Bunker is this idea of, like, you have a community. And I want the entrepreneurs, like the Dan Lees of the world, that runs Farina Pasta Noodle. He was on the show a few episodes ago. I had a chance to go to his restaurant in Philly. And, you know, outside of the launch events, you know, when we're off camera, you're in the trenches, you know? Like, I'm in the trenches of yeah. my studio. You're yeah. in the trenches of Denver. Dan's in the trenches of his restaurant. And so it's hard, you know? And so we need a place where we can come and a community we can be around to cultivate and nourish our spirits. And for me... That's where I see the power of Bunker is that let's let these veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses out there know that they have a community that they can rely on, that they can reach out and touch, you know, and make them feel empowered because there is this energy when we're all together. Like you can feel it. You know, it's like, yeah, Spider-Man yeah. is great by himself, but when he's got the Avengers around him, it's a whole different story. And so that's really what we are at Bunker. We're like the Avengers. Well, and I, I harp on our uh, veterans and residents here to, to be greedy, to, to, to take from the community, to reach out and ask people for things. We, you know, we go to these fly-ins, we get together as ambassadors, and man, you sit down for about the first half hour, hour, and you just realize how many really smart people are in that room 
that have gone through these journeys, that have done different things, that have all these great connections. And, you know, a big part of this journey together is reaching out and leaning on each other and making sure you're getting out of this Bunker Labs community what it really has to offer because it's a big community. There's a lot of really influential and brilliant people in it. And if you're not asking your fellow Bunker Labs person, you know, for something, for advice, for connections, for introductions, you're, you're, you're missing a big opportunity that this, this community has to give you. Um, so I, I really harp on these guys to be greedy, you know, take from the community, take from the community. And then more, when they're ready to give back, then they can give back. But, you know, when they're just starting their journey, they can be a little greedy at first and, and take, take from the community. Now, our theme for today is giving back. And, you know, I've done an episode before yeah. on being a go-getter, right? Go-giver with, with the author of the book, which I strongly encourage y'all to go check out. Because if you haven't read The Go-Giver, like literally pause this podcast, order the book on Amazon, read it, and then listen to that podcast episode. Because, you know, in this hustle, hustle, hustle control culture, me, 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 and the other thing a lot of veterans don't understand, particularly those as they're kind of getting out into the the world post-transition, what it means to really network is not just about, oh, I just need to be around you because you look important or, hey, we should just take coffee because it's this idea of how can I add value to your life? Even if it's just us jumping on a call or being around each other, right? It's like giving instead of begging to get. And so I think it's important to bring up because you as an ambassador, you've already got your own family to take care of, right? You've got your job, you've got your full-time job, you've got your side hustle going, why on earth would you take on being an ambassador? What is, why do you want to give back? Well, it was, you know, as many things come about, you know, I had a great mentor when I first started my you know, first company 20 years ago. And he was an amazing guy. He, he was retired at the time, but he put in a full-time job just donating his time and energy and efforts to improve his local community. And he, he and I became really good friends. And when I finally started my business, you know, one of the first things he said to me was, hey, man, you need to give back. You need to give to get. You need to give to get. And it was a really confusing statement at first, because like you said, you start your business, you, you feel like you need to go hustle. You feel like you need to go get customers. You feel like you need to get out there and just and just get as much as you can. So I was, I was kind of taken aback at first when he said that. I didn't understand it. But as we talked through it more, he just really helped me realize that giving back to your local community, being involved in you know, local uh, social clubs like Kiwanis and, and uh, you know, groups like Boys and Girls Club and, and just different community organizations you know, can really help do two things. They can help build meaningful relationships with the other members of those organizations and their, their potential business relationships, whether they have a business that you can provide services to or they can refer a friend to you. Because it is something that when you start off in business, one of the hardest things to overcome is you're just starting off. Nobody really knows that you're a great, that you're a great air conditioning repair person. They just know you as Todd. And, you know, if you have somebody that knows you as Todd, and they know you're a great person, they know you're honest, they're more likely to refer you to somebody who needs their air conditioning repaired than if they don't. So 
it, it's about building those relationships at a deeper level so people might want to work with you. And then as as service, you know, as, as people who have been in the service in the military, I think a lot of us struggle with just the feeling of not being a part of a greater mission. You know, so, some people are fortunate to to work in their companies and and really have a, a very strong mission and a very strong drive around what they do. But, you know, some people are just consultants, you know. I, I work in the payments industry. I, I consult with companies about their companies and software groups about their payments and whatnot. And I like what I do, but it's not a passion for me. So to be able to find those ways to give back to my community and really engage that service side of my soul, of my uh, of being, and give back and really feel that fulfillment that I've helped other people is, is an important aspect of, of me as, as Todd. So I'll tell you, I read a lot. Right. So I read all the updated startup literature and stuff, et cetera. But the thing that has been the most successful to me lately are a lot of the old timers, the Chet Holmes, the Peter Druckers, you know, the guys that were even business owners I knew growing up. You did see them out in town because they sponsored the Little League team or they did the turkey giveaway, you know. And then people wonder, like, why these people survive the test of time, why they don't go bankrupt. Right. Because guess what? When they are on those yeah. hard times, they've just created such positive energy in the universe that I feel like it returns itself. And so you're right. When you're first starting out, yeah. right? And it's a balance because I've said this on this podcast before. Limit your non-revenue generating conversations. I'm not saying be on uh, Zoom calls all day, every day, and not have any money in the bank account. But you can prioritize around like, hey... I need, to, I need to get some clients. Where's the best place to get clients? Well, probably within my own network. Well, I need to get out and put a face to people. You know, I'm going to do a little drawing here about treat people like humans, not revenue. You know, go out, talk to people, learn, be in the community. And that's a great way to get started. And so even I'll tell you, right, I did a working session with someone uh, as we're starting to think about his branding and positioning, right? I told him I will make time for him. And I was thinking about, okay, should I charge him? Should I do this, et cetera? And I actually talked about it with my business coach. And he told me to charge him. He's like, yeah, you should definitely charge him. Let me tell you, when I launched that crowdfund campaign, he was the first one to support, one of the first ones to support. And I was just like, damn, you know? So I'm like, there's so much more to this game than just this like monetary return on everything entrepreneurship. You know, because you never know. You might be creating future revenue for yourself without even thinking about it. But when you're so focused on that near term, instead of like, how can I go deep? How can I build long-term relationships? How can I be known as a person of value? That's entirely different. And so when I think about the success of this launch on this book, Todd, I literally think it's because of a lot of the free stuff I've done before. You know, making time for people, um, you know, jumping on calls, sending emails, making introduction on their behalf. And so when they see something like that come out, boom, support right off the bat versus just being a taker. Take, 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 take. Yeah. And revenue generating conversations, you know, aren't always quick wins either. Right. I, they, you know, sometimes these sales cycles are long, especially when you're starting off new in business and you need those people around you that will take a risk on you that will, you know, maybe do business with somebody who's just starting off when they normally wouldn't consider 
consider a business opportunity or a business engagement with somebody like, you know, that, that is such an early stage entrepreneur. Uh, you know, so it, it's an interesting piece with Bunker because I truly see that, you know, in the, in the next six months, I will be doing business with a couple of folks in Bunker Labs as I get to know who they are, what they're doing. They get to know what services I have to offer from the payments perspective. I've already started a couple of conversations with guys in Bunker and they're, you know, this is all from giving back to the Bunker community, but, you know, we're, we're sitting there in our fly-ins and we, we're on a break and we start talking to each other about what we do. I, I guarantee you the next time we talk, I'm, I'm going to be doing a couple of projects with some folks at Bunker Labs that are going to be revenue generating projects with me. And if I would have just called these individuals out of the blue as Todd and said, hey, I got this idea. Do you want to talk about it? They, they probably would have never called me back. I mean, that's the reality of it. They, they, they would have said, you know, I don't know who you are. I can get this, you know, you know, payments people or a dime a dozen. I can talk to anybody out there about payments. And, you know, they never would have talked to me. So having that personal connection, having that understanding that we're both, uh, you know, serving to, you know, for the greater good of Bunker, um, you know, really helped me shortcut the, uh, the time to revenue with a couple of these folks. Whereas they, they probably would have never even answered my call, man. It just <laughs> they wouldn't have talked to me. And the reason I bring up the old timers is because I just feel like back in the day, people just walked up and talked to people. Now we want to just write some spam email and send it out to everybody on LinkedIn. Like that might work for some people, but I'm a contrarian. You know, I'm I'm playing the long game, right? And the long game is a little bit different. You don't want to spam people for the long game. You want to build genuine relationships that create a network effect. And uh, that's really what I'm going for. And so I'm curious for you, Todd, like you've been an ambassador. You've been working with entrepreneurs. Do you know any, you, do you have any success stories of entrepreneurs you've seen kind of change their mindset? You know, go from being just, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle uh, to actually, you know, giving back and helping people and seeing that that, you know, really helped their business grow and take off? I mean, I, I see I encourage a lot of people to give back to their business, you know, give back to the communities in a lot of different ways. And I see there's a couple of guys in Denver area, a couple of gals in Denver area that have really, you know, taken that to heart. And they are, you know, they, they've been volunteering for organizations. They've been giving their time to their organizations and they will literally find their best customers within the volunteer organizations that they're giving time to. They will find funder, founders or funders for their initial you know, seed fund rounds that they're going through for their businesses. They have um, you know, just made critical connections with people that can introduce them to major players in the biz, you know, Denver, Colorado business community. So, I mean, at the, last, at the last Bunker Connect event that we did, one of the VIR members connected with a a wife of, of, of a gal of a guy that was there, and uh, she's a she's a DoD contracting people, and she's like, man, your consulting business would be great for a lot of the folks that I do DoD contracting for. So, you know, he's involved with Bunker. These other guys came and to support Bunker, give back to their community, be a part of the entrepreneurial network, and there was a connection right there that just happened a few weeks ago. And his comment was, man, I think she's going to open some huge doors for me just some consulting opportunities I would have never been able to get to if it wasn't for that connection, if it wasn't for her, you know, getting to know me at this event and knowing what I would do, you know, I couldn't have just called her up, you know, 
She, he couldn't have just called her out of the blue. And if he did, she wasn't going to be willing to make introductions to her personal connections without knowing him at a deeper level. So there's there's a lot of examples of just just people, like you said, the old timers did it right. They, they took time. They got to know each other. They got to know the human beings behind the armor, behind the business. And they, you know, once they knew somebody, they knew they were a good human being. They, they were willing to make those introductions into their inner circles. And I don't know if you, you know, you're in the same boat I am. I, I you know, I grew up from pretty modest beginnings. My dad wasn't friends with the CEO of 10 different companies. You know, I, I didn't get to hang around with a lot of people who started businesses or, or just, you know, ran successful businesses. I mean, my dad's friends were great people. Don't get me wrong, but you know, from a, a business networking perspective that they weren't necessarily the right folks to, to <laughs> lean on to expand my business. So, you know, I, I think we all need to, you know, these opportunities to give back just kind of put us in these good circles of human beings that can help us be more impactful, help us develop the good networks to leverage for our future business success. And there's multiple ways to give back because, you know, I started out as a personally, I started out as a community manager for Bunker Labs. So back in the day, we had community managers for the Veterans and Residents Program. And I was one of the first ones here in New York City. And then Bunker Labs transitioned to the city leader model, and I was a city leader. But once I left my full-time job, went in on Ironbound, man, it was it was hard, right? Like I'd gone through a breakup, got the car that got the tires stolen on my car. I was going through it, dealing with anxiety, you know? And so I had to pull back on my volunteer in order to get Ironbound Boxing and uh my my for-profit company, you know, really to the next level. And but I'm still giving back. And you know how? Creating content, right? Doing podcasts, shooting videos, writing. Yeah. People are always like, Mike, you know, you we really enjoy your social media. And I'm like, I feel like I don't do anything. I just kind of share books or I share what I'm working on or whatever. But people get value out of that. So even at the very the basic yeah. level, right? There's, you know, there are people that are not where me and Todd are at. There are entrepreneurs in that very, very early stage that don't even know how to get that first client, or if they do get that client, how to receive payment from them. Like you can offer value in that regard. Maybe there's a young man or woman in your community that needs some guidance, right? That's an easy way to give back right there. Maybe you mentor them. You know, you take that call, that 30 minute call with the transitioning veteran. That's just like, hey man, I see all the great stuff you're doing. You know, if you would look this over, if you make some time, I truly appreciate it. You know, little stuff like that. So there's ways to, to scale giving back beyond just what you think you know of, oh, I got to join this organization and stuff, et cetera. You can always give back in your own way. Well, I mean, it, it, it's funny. We started the conversation talking about time and the struggle with time and, and prioritization. And, you know, you brought up being careful about, you know, spending your time on things that won't have some type of return for you, you know, billable hours and whatnot as a, as a startup. But, you know, people say to me all the time, like, man, I really admire what you do for the community. And I really admire how much time you give. And I, I, I do give time, but I also feel like I'm not taking it away from my other primary things. You know, I'm, I'm watching less YouTube. I'm on social media less. I'm, I'm maybe not watching as many Netflix shows as I should be, but you know, it's, if, if we look at ourselves and we're honest with ourselves, um, man, I, I can't tell you anybody that couldn't find an extra hour out of their week an extra half hour out of a day 
to give back to a veteran entrepreneur just to have lunch with them. Just to have lunch with them, talk through, talk about their business experience, talk about you know some advice for them. Uh, you know, just people giving back in small ways like that. We have, you know, the people that come and speak at our Bunker Connect events. I mean, they they spend an e- evening with us. They spend a couple hours in an evening where if they were just at home, they they might be uh, watching TV or something or hanging out uh, doing nothing at the house. And instead of doing nothing at the house, they're giving back to a, a bunch of veteran entrepreneurs that really appreciate them spending the time and their brilliance with them. Um, you know, to help them be more successful. And I, I think it's a misnomer or, or kind of a, a myth that people don't have enough time to give back to the community because everybody's got a little bit of time. I mean, if, if we're honest with ourselves, we could, we could find an extra 30 minutes here or there uh, just by changing some simple habits. And speaking on even that, that giving back piece, not only are we you not going to talk about, you know, what you do as an ambassador, but also this is an opportunity for us to give back on the payments because, this is something a lot of early stage founders struggle with. So I'm going to take off my armor again. My first consulting contract, I got a part-time consulting contract with a tech startup. And I didn't know how to receive payment. So I assumed that, oh, I just get paid at the end of every month. Just like when you're working a full-time job. But when you transition to business, you got to be proactive. So you've got to go out and get the receivables. Okay. But I had no system for it. You know, I was just, I was like all over the place until the point to where my receivables got backed up, right? Now I'm a lot more efficient, okay? But then even still, so I figured that process out, all right? The next thing though was I learned from my business coach about cash flow, right? Like how do you keep healthy cash in your business at any given time? Because you know how some of us, you look at the bank accounts and you're like, Oh, man, I'm at a cash crunch, right? One of the most valuable piece of knowledge I ever learned from my business coach was invoicing clients up front, all right? And what that does is that gets a commitment from them, that gets a commitment from you. You have healthy cash to deliver on the value that you promise with your products or services, and it's a game changer in your business. And recently, I was listening to a podcast with a guy, Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach, and he went bankrupt in businesses twice, Todd, before he's transitioned to invoicing up front. And now if you want to work with him, he invoices for the year up front. It's a requirement. And he's been in business like 40 years, you know, with strategic coach. I think he started strategic coach in like the 89 or whatever, but he had another business before that. But little stuff like that. And that's like, yeah, you invoice up front, but like, what are you doing to get those payments? How can you make it? easy for clients to pay you you know how can you make it for your team to understand um and i know you have a lot of expertise in that yeah there you know one of my one of my favorite books you know back when i started be, be, my first entrepreneurial journey was the e-myth you know so e-myth really talks about the uh the issue of being a consultant this you know you know i was an it guy i fixed computers i set up networks i did all this fancy stuff and i was I knew my stuff about setting up networks and computers and repair and whatnot, but man, I didn't run a tight business because I'd go and do $10,000 of work for somebody or sell them $50,000 worth of gear, and I didn't have the processes in place, the technologies in place to make it easy to get paid. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there stressing out more than once waiting for a $50,000 check in the mail from somebody 
you know, these are big companies. They don't really care if they pay you on time. They, they'd like to keep their $50,000 as long as they possibly can for their own cash flow because they understand the importance of cash flow. So it, it was a hard fought first couple of years for me to, to get on top of the invoicing, to stay on top of that piece, to make sure I was getting paid for the services and the equipment I was selling out there to, to make sure I could run a good business. You know, there are so many good tools for companies to, to help them uh, stay on top of getting paid today. Uh, there's, there's great little billing tools that you can get that can do electronic invoicing so you don't have to worry about, you know, getting on a phone call and taking a credit card number over the, uh, over the phone or even worse, having an employee take somebody's credit card number over the phone and then potentially go over to Walmart and buy some new shoes or something with their credit card number from your customer. But there's, you know, for a lot of small businesses and, you know, they start off very simply and uh, they don't really think about the efficiencies or the, you know, the, the efficiency that the tools are using. They just want a little mechanism to, you know, process the payment. But you see, you see all the time now that, you know, everything's a service. You know, you pay Netflix monthly, you pay you know, all of these, you know, services monthly now, you know, whether it's a, a, a software as a service or a solution as a service, a lot of companies are going to that monthly billing. So if you're doing consulting work, you're getting somebody's bank account number or credit card number up front, and you're putting them on a reoccurring program. And you're saying, hey, look, for the next three months, I'm going to charge you $5,000 a month. I'm going to charge you 2,500 bucks on the 15th, another $2,500 on the first of the month. And I'm going to do that throughout our consult my consulting engagement with you. So it's just going to pull automatically out of your bank account. We don't have to worry about that. I'm going to do it, do what I'm doing. I'm going to do my consulting work for you, but I am going to set it up more like an employee gets paid at the first, you know, on the first and the 15th of every month, rather than having to invoice you and having to wait for that check in the mail and you guys not paying me for 60, 90 days. So there's a lot of good strategies around how to convert your business from a hourly break-fix type billing model to more of a software or a solution or a services model where you can bill somebody a consistent amount every month. Um, you see that a lot with plumbers or uh, a lot of air conditioning repair companies. They'll just bill you every month for a specific amount of services that they're going to do or maintenance that they're going to do on a building rather than trying to bill people, um, you know, for every little trip that they take out. And it just helps them with their business continuity, their cash flow, and their revenue generation potential because they're not always having to chase that check in the mail. So it just really stabilizes their business and allows them to stress less about getting paid. Um, you know, an offer to, to, you know, in the spirit of giving back, you know, an offer that I have for anybody in the Bunker Labs community is to, is to find 30 minutes. Let's, let's talk about your software that you use to manage your business. Let's talk about, you know, how your customers are paying you. And I'm happy to point you to some modern tools that are really accessible and easy to use to help people streamline the billing for their businesses. Um, I work, you know, on a daily basis with all these different great software companies that build payment solutions into their software applications, and uh, I'd be happy to share that knowledge back with the community and, and make sure people just have the right framework built out so they can get paid easily. I love it. Now, let me ask you this, though, because I noticed this with my business coach, right? 
They had to sign something for the ACH transfer. So like you said, every month, month over month, it goes straight to the bank account. I'm sold. I've been with my coaching group for like three years at this point now, so we're rolling. But it makes me wonder, is that something that you can do with potential clients? And is there like typically a pushback around that? What can I expect if I say, hey, really would love to, you know, because they're already on retainer, but we have it to where they do the ACH, you know, we pull it straight from their bank account. How do you even facilitate that? Typically, there's some type of an engagement agreement with these types of services. So, you know, you sit down with them, you're like, hey, I'm going to give you 20 hours a month, month over month. This is what I'm going to do. This is how we, you know, kind of, it's going to auto renew unless you give me a heads up that you're not, you know, no longer need my services within this amount of time, this amount of days. You know, my refund policy is this, you know, you can get your money back if that, you know, you you define how you, you, you're going to transact financially together, meaning that you're going to be very clear on why they're going, what they're going to pay you for, how they're going to pay you, and if they're not happy, how they get their money back. You know, so many people today have automated payments set up, like, and my cell phone com- bill comes out automatically. My electric bill comes out automatically. I get a notification from them saying that, hey, they're going to take it out on the 15th. And these systems that I'm talking about have those auto notifications. So nobody's ever surprised, right? You don't want to ever be surprised that somebody just took $5,000 out of your bank account. But if you have that conversation with them up front, you have a clear framework that you presented to them on how you're going to get paid and then you have the notifications to remind them that you guys have agreed upon those terms, that you guys have mutually agreed upon the fact that you're going to take $5,000 out of your account. It makes it a lot easier. Now, to your point, some people will never agree to letting you take money out of their account without them clicking a button to say yes. But there are, again, for those people, there are, are tools out there. It makes it easy for you to send them the invoice digitally say it's due on the 15th, and they can then just click the button and pay it. They don't have to re-enter all their information. They don't have to you know, put in all their credit card stuff again. They can just pay the invoice because they know what it's for. They're happy with your services. And you know, it's kind of a good indicator. If, if, if they don't pay, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good um, reminder to call them and check in with them, make sure they're happy, make sure they're going to pay, make sure it's not something you're doing or they're unhappy with your services to, to kind of, you know, maybe address some issues that may be going on between your, in your relationship. I just got a million dollar insight, y'all. I literally just got a million dollar insight from Todd. I need to turn my company into a, the same way SaaS companies. Cause I got all these, I was just talking to my, my CEO about it today. You know, we got all this money coming out from these subscriptions that we're signed up for that we need to sit down and audit. And I'm thinking like, man, we should just turn ourselves into one of those subscription platforms for our clients that are on retainer. So it's just month over month because it is a pain in the ass sending out the invoices each month. You know, maybe that is Web 1.0. We're in Web 3.0 and we have the capability to do that. And so what Todd is talking about is like, how do you set up the systems to make it as sufficient as possible for you to receive payment. Now, like you said, though, some clients, they still send checks. That's what they like to do, right? They like to send checks. You know, I have one of those. But as I'm thinking about the future and setting that up early on, that's what I want to do. So you, you, I'm sold, Todd. You sold me. It's a nice thing to do if you can simplify the way your customers are paying you. 
makes it easy for them and makes it easy for you. Um, and I think it's just become so common. People are paying, you know, you know, with stuff on file, they're paying, you know, for all these SaaS services today. You know, if you can just kind of fit in that bucket, kind of get your framework set up right. And I'm happy to chat, chat with you about that framework, man. Uh, we can, you know, you can make sure your customers have a very clear vision of what they're paying for, why they're paying it. And, you know, just make it easy. You got to make it easy for people to give you their money. Um, I, I tell a story about uh, a, a company that didn't accept credit cards. They didn't accept ACH payments. And I didn't have any checks. I literally had to go get checks. I had to go get stamps because I didn't have stamps. I had to go get envelopes. I mean, it took me two hours of getting stuff just to write this person a check because they didn't take credit cards. They didn't take ACH payments. And that's the way I was used to paying for almost everything. So, you know, on the flip side of people always wanting to pay by check, you know, there is there is a, a lot of people who who are more modern and they don't ever pay with checks anymore for anything. So it's it's kind of a flip side that you need to accommodate. Um, you never want to turn away money, but you know, sometimes when you make people realize that they can also pay via ACH, which is actually more secure than paying with check, you know, they're willing to do that. It's easier for them to click a button and pay you via ACH than to spend 10, 15 minutes writing you a check. You're saving them time. You're making it easy for them to give you money. And, you know, you're being respectful of their time because they don't have to spend the 15 minutes to write you that check. So as we wrap up here, Todd, I want to ask you, number one, two questions. How can we as a community support and elevate the work you're doing as an ambassador out in Denver, both helping the bunker community and also advising people on how to organize their payment structures? And number two, what advice would you like to leave our entrepreneurs with as they're pursuing their own journey? You know, for me, a lot of my the Bunker Labs community is um, is the connections, is the knowledge to continue to gain through this community and continue to um, glean from it. I, I, I want to continue to have conversations. I, I need to know more about your business, other businesses in the Bunker community and how they get paid, the platforms, the software, the services they pay for, because that helps me have a better understanding of how the different uh, software companies that I work with can really um, integrate and charge uh, businesses for payments and just the how to simplify how people get paid and get you know get money from their customers. So I would love to have conversations with you know more and more companies within the bunker community to help understand their workflows, how how that varies by industry, their specific unique needs. Every industry is a little bit different and everybody everybody's got a very unique aspect to what they do. So just continuing to get more information and more knowledge from the bunker community would be very useful for me in my journey to, to, to better understand and better provide payment solutions to folks. Love that. Uh, Happy to help. On, on a sec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, on the other side of that is, you know, for the, you know, for the entrepreneurs out there, I just really would encourage everybody to find something you're passionate about. I mean, whether you're passionate about helping kids, whether you want to go, you know, you're passionate about helping animals that are that are that, that need to find a home, you know, whether you're passionate about helping your fellow veterans. I don't care what it is, but go out there in your community, 
Find those causes to be a part of and give back. It's going to fulfill a big part of your soul that you need to have fulfilled. It's going to allow you to connect with others. You know, maybe, maybe you get a great business relationship out of it, but maybe you just get a great human relationship out of it. You find somebody that you can confide in, that you can tell, you know, you, could, you find somebody that you can tell that you're scared. You're scared about the next phase of business. You're, you're scared about raising money. You're scared about, you know, having to go back into the, the real world and find a new job and, and have those good, you know, build that good network of support around you through giving back, through, through connecting with others that, that can help you along your journey. I mean, we can't, we can't do this stuff on our own. We need a network around us. We need people there to support us through our journeys. And, you know, that's a, it's a really easy way to find that support because you're obviously working with other people that give back and care and or um, like-minded. So it's, it's a great way to find, a, find more members of your tribe. Well, Todd, I appreciate having you on the show today. And again, dropping valuable knowledge. That million-dollar insight, y'all, think about how you can automate your own payments. Think about how you can level up. Get that predictable revenue. In order to do it, you got to make sure you got the systems in place. But also get out there and get connected in the community. You know, give value to people, right? Don't take, give. Learn from the ambassadors. Connect with the ambassadors in your local community and start to build a support network around you. Because if we learn anything through the pandemic, it's about how important it is to have that um, support network. So let's make sure that we are uh, letting people know about Todd and all the amazing work he's doing in the bunker. Todd, where can people find you at? I, best way to find me is on LinkedIn. Todd Todd Youngblood on LinkedIn. Uh, should be pretty easy to find. I think it's Todd-Youngblood. Uh, just you know, look for the Integrated Payments Guru on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with me there. Ask me any questions. I'm on there all the time promoting, pr- promoting payments knowledge and, and promoting Bunker Labs. So it, it should be pretty easy to find. And for all our listeners, be sure to subscribe to the Transition Podcast and Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter, or at least I try to send out a newsletter at least once a week, sharing the latest episode of The Transition. And if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on either the show or the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me on LinkedIn or at Iron Mike Stedman. If you want to get plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem, visit bunkerlabs.org, sign up for the new local newsletter, and attend one of our networking events. It's that simple. We have ideas. We have programs that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. You can register today by just clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.